Warning: Deep Fix contains adult content and language. So if you don't touch processed foods but eat gummy bears, this may not be for you. And now, Deep Fix. Hello, and welcome to Deep Fix, where we get a fix of all of our favorite obsessions. I'm your host, Jen B. And this season, we are taking a deep dive into the epic Real Housewives of New York City seasons one through three. In this episode, we have a very special show for you all. We have the creative director, musical genius, and all-around talent behind Real Housewives of New York City, the musical which is currently playing in the green room in New York City, Mr. Dylan Markerell. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show because it's going to be a fun one. And let's get our fix. Well, today we have with us the hilarious, the talented, the creator of Roni the Musical, Dylan Markerell. Welcome, Dylan. I am thrilled to have you joining us. Hello. Hello. Thrilled to be here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited. I've been looking forward to this all week. Um, I'm going to really quickly start and let everybody know, you guys, I watched the Roni the Musical from start to finish. Dylan, it's freaking brilliant. Oh, thank you. It's so nice of you to watch it. Yeah. I loved it. Every second. <laughs> I knew you were talented just from the clips I had seen, but I I was fully entertained every moment of oh, that show. Good. Yeah, I wish you could have been there in person. Um, you're, of course, referring to a top secret uh, video that I happen to have uh, on archive. But, yes. um, <laughs> but yeah, no, in the room, it was it was really special. I'll say that it was really, really fun. It was so I felt the energy even just watching it. Oh, I was good. I was desperately sad that I wasn't there to be with all the fellow <laughs> Bravoholics. That's and okay. Just... Someday. I, yeah. I, I will I will eventually one of these days find a way to like pitch to Bravo or Andy or someone uh some like bigger thing. I just I feel like it's gonna happen. It has to happen. Something at BravoCon or something like that. Yes. Well, you do have upcoming shows coming in February and I have been chatting with the best friends and I, we, you never know. I, I could show up because I was like, I oh have gosh. to see this again. It well, is, it, no pressure, but that would be very fun to see you. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, before we get into a deep dive of the amazing Roni the Musical, um, let's get a little bit of your background because I was fascinated. Like I said, when I saw the clips, I knew whoever is putting this together is a musical talent to be not, you know, not to be fought with. (laughs) (laughs) And then learning about your background, I went, oh yeah, no surprise. So (laughs) so tell us about your background, where you went to school, how you got into music and musical theater. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. So um, I I went to Harvard um, where I thought I was going to study like econ. And then sure enough, that was I mean, that was too hard for me. I didn't do I didn't do a good job with that. That became my minor. And then I, I love my music classes. So I started doing that. And um, and my first week there, they had this like contest to compose what they call the first year musical. And it's like all the first years put together this 
student created student performed musical and um i just i i by some chance won it and then we we got to write it and it was just the best thing ever well it was the funnest thing ever and um uh yeah i stayed doing musical theater ever since i stayed uh, i kept writing and um i gradually started you know doing more like lyric writing on my own and then i really i think it was around i think it was season 10 um which is that's the season of roni where bethany and carol have their big falling out right yes yes um, and so Epic. it was when that was airing so what year would that have been 2017 or something like that i think you're right yeah okay actually. yeah so i and i just started dating someone who's now my husband and he he had it on in the background i was like what is that and i was just so intrigued by the idea it was the reunion i was so intrigued by the idea of like these women on a couch and like i was thinking oh a whole musical could happen like right in this room and it, like from start to finish and like wouldn't that be fun like and what what's going on what are they fighting about and so of course then i got sucked in uh, <laughs> and could never return um and now i watch uh, pretty much every city um and yeah and i started making these songs about the housewives and it's just I think my musical theater writing friends probably look down on it a little bit, but that's okay because of they course. don't know what they're missing. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's been really fun. That's sort of the that's sort of the path. Well, and it was season ten. Is that the episode where Carol turns to Andy and says, "Andy, you're so full of shit. Are you afraid of her too?" Oh, it's gotta be. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> that whole that was so epic. It really yeah. divided a nation, you know. It's um, and it did. I, at the time I I identified very strongly with Bethany, and you know I think I've seen more of Carol's side as time has gone on, and I I don't know. Um, ever, they're all flawed, you know that, and that's okay. But yeah, that's um, why they're on the show. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and that ended up being what most of the I was doing a lot of like one-off songs on Instagram based on new episodes that were airing. But the actual musical that you watched the video of, that's based on season 10, mostly. It's based mostly on this, like, Bethany Carroll conflict. And I try to bring in as much other stuff as I can. But, well, um, yeah. That's what I thought was so brilliant about it is, even though it is kind of based, because, you know, Carol's in there, right? So it's she's not one of the OGs, but she's in the, the musical. But it's what I thought was so brilliant about it is, the songs and the references that you're pulling from these ladies go all the way back to the beginning. It was, it was <laughs> I literally have a document on my Google Docs, which is references to include. It's like at least 12 pages and it's like bullets of all the things that I wanted to. I included almost all of them. I literally, I took so many passes and I was like, Jesus, I, I have to <laughs> include all of these. And, and most, it, it literally is like every other line, which makes it not the most enjoyable experience for someone who doesn't watch the show <laughs> as a couple of my friends could know. They were very nice about it, but, um, but uh, yeah, it's very, it's very, um, it delivers the fan service that I hope uh, people were looking for. It is. It's why I thought it was so brilliant, and I knew I, loved you. I knew you. I knew you'd have you'd be in my circle of having spreadsheets <laughs> bullet points. Yeah, but yep. It, it, it's why it was so enjoyable because it was not only just the music is fantastic. What I from what I understand, you created this. You write the music. You write the lyrics. Do I have that right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. I like the music thing was what I was most confident at at first, but then I kind of figured out how to like not really a formula, but just like. I got how to find things that were funny in the show. So like usually it's like 
identifying where someone has some kind of humorous delusion or <laughs> if they're yeah or not hard to find in Roni right, or it's, they're pretty frequent <laughs> but but that it actually I mean that's this whole thing that you know when you and I were chatting before I was talking about like how important that is and yes. how we we might be just a little bit worried about some of these especially these younger uh, housewives if they are just more like influencer type model types and that they also need to be they also need to be crazy old ladies, so it's hard. Yes. So, yes, yeah, <laughs> I think you hit the nail on the head. But it's it, it's why. But I will say, especially because you know, I feel like the same thing with the podcast, right? Is how many people are going to want to listen to season one of Deep Fix who haven't watched Roni, especially Correct. the beginning episodes? I feel the same, and so you've got to play to your audience and. Every, it was it's it was so good I could tell you had not only you the musical talent obviously but you've watched the show you had an intimate knowledge of, of who these people were what they've put out there in terms of the episodes and their taglines and it was it was seriously so enjoyable for an old school oh, fan who has I've watched it from the jump you know I was watching it live in 2008 when it came out oh I my like, gosh yes oh old school you I know. wish that I could have been around to react. I mean, I, I was alive, but um, I wish that I was <laughs> I was in on it reacting in real time because like I love the just the conversations and just like the the uh, discourse about everything that's going on and to have been able to do that when it was at its peak like that yes just been so great yeah and, and I feel like it's it's also we were I mean we had never seen anything like it at the time and also the housewives weren't so scripted and aware of what the show was yeah so yeah I feel like they're so much more authentically themselves even if it is a bit playing to the camera and inauthentic you yeah know, the Jills the Bethany's the the Ramona's the Luann's we were really getting i mean it was to me top notch I'm, yeah. I'm missing that old format and and formula of the show which it's hard i i think i think i read this in a tiktok comment and maybe it's like obvious but i had never thought about it before but it was something about social media and it was like it's not, it's not even necessarily their fault but like they have such a uh dial into like the fan response at every moment that they can I mean, I guess there's like a lag from when they film to when it's respond when they respond, but like true. It, it's nothing like like all they used to have was Andy's questions at the reunions, right? And I, yes. I imagine people what did they like call in or write or because I think before Twitter there were there were still there were reunions. So I don't know, but um there were. I think we just wrote yeah. emails. I think it was oh, emails. Know, yeah, yeah, I think okay. it was send your email in because I actually I think I joined Twitter in like 2009 it was right from the jump and you will there was it always reminds me of the episode if, I think it's season three it is season three of Bethany and Ramona walking on the Brooklyn Bridge uh -huh. <laughs> and Bethany looks at her and is like you ungrateful asshole like I just retweeted uh -huh. to 75,000 people <laughs> your HSN line and yeah, it was, yeah. You know, Twitter was start it was that's around 2009 that 2010. really marked the you know the birth of Twitter didn't it it did I, you know put it on the map <laughs> <laughs> what would Twitter have been without Bethany and Ramona oh on the Brooklyn gosh. Bridge? <laughs> but yeah, I think so. I think these, you know, housewives now, like, of course, they're human. They're going to be monitoring all these things. Like, look, I, I'm nobody and I have Google alerts set up for my name just in case anything ever comes out about like a show I've done or something like that. And I like, you know, I, I did a Christmas show like uh, a couple years ago before the pandemic and um, 
I was very affected by the reviews of it because some were great and some were not as great. And it's like, it's just like, I can't even imagine what it's like for them. So of course, but, but it does end up having that detrimental effect of making them seem a little bit fake and more produced. And it's, it's better when they're just sort of, um, flying blind, you know? Yes. Well, and it's that double-edged sword of if you're going to put yourself out to the public, you have to go in knowing that you're not going to get all good comments. It's not going to be all roses and flowers. And some people just like to say shitty things just because they want to say shitty things. And then sometimes some of it's good constructive criticism, but it's like, I have to always say to myself, it's okay that I'm not for everybody. It's all right. You know, there's there's just with the bad, there are good. You know, there's people who are like, I love it. Other people, I hate it. (laughs) All right. you're very you're right that like it's important for bravo to like be vetting and we're like giving them notes yeah for people that are not so maybe affected or consumed by fan response you know yes um, or maybe they like that i don't know i really don't know it's, i know i'm sure it's more complicated than we think it is and yes and also i bet there are ways where we kind of see the for or what is it we see the forest where they see the trees like maybe we have a better view on some parts of it but who knows i know i know well if they just listen to us everything would be perfect Uh, exactly (laughs) (laughs) um well let's let's dive deep into the the musical because like i said you are writing this music not only the lyrics but the music itself which i mean items like uh, numbers like the Bethany Bossa Nova. I don't want to give too much away, <laughs> but I mean, brilliant. Oh, I was, I was enthralled with every second. It just, it was, it was so good. And the ladies, I will say that you have playing the gals and, and, and Andy, are they people that you knew from school, people that you know around New York city from musical theater? You know, how did you find them? Cause they also are talented. They have great voices and yeah, good comedic yeah. timing too. Yeah, they're like like half. There's eight, and I think half are friends from Harvard, and half are friends from like New York musical theater scene. Um, and I have gotten a couple of them to start watching some cities. Yes, um, but I was going to ask, part, did they know what Roni was? They, as they mostly into this? they mostly don't. Which when I do these like Instagram one-off songs, I usually am leaning so far into like a trope that like it's all it's almost better if they don't know the context we said right. like, okay just like be a disney princess and like that's what will make it funny but for this for the musical it was like no these have to kind of be impressions and so that was really really challenging um can you imagine doing an impression of someone who you didn't even know till you know that morning or something so it was yeah, like it all happened so fast and i also had to figure out okay like if this person can pull off this impression of this person it was like this big puzzle um, yes but, but no th- that's so nice for you to say like i really i agree they did a phenomenal job they just really busted their butts they um and yeah they're all they're all great and they all have different like things that they bring um and uh and yeah i i hope that we look back and we're like oh they started off doing a real housewives musical but yeah who knows i knew her way back when she was playing you know ramona Uh uh (laughs) i i I, it really did i have to say i would the gal who played ramona hit hit the nail on the head and then the gal who played sonia it was like she even had the mannerisms down and the Uh voice inflection (laughs) and then when the gal who played dorinda starts talking i'm Uh like oh my god these people get it it was it was brilliant it was so good so enjoyable 
Um, and I, I was, it's like I said, not only were you talented, the music and the lyrics were great, but I was, I was impressed by the ladies because it wasn't just funny, but they have great singing voices, which I think adds such a great element to it that it's not, you know, junky singers, but still funny lyrics. It's talented yeah. people doing something hilarious. I like everyone was telling me like, oh, Luann's going to be like a bad singer, right? Like that's the whole, I was like, no, I think it's actually funnier if she's like an amazing singer. Yes! So I, yes! yeah, and that, that's my friend Zofia Varetko. She's just amazing. And she's like, just, it's, it's almost, it's like Luann's fantasy. It's what she kind of imagines she might sound like. So that's how <laughs> that's I think about it. I literally said, this is what Luann <laughs> visions herself when she's up there doing cabaret. I was like, this is what Luann uh -huh. envisions herself <laughs> sounding like. And I was like, I'm cutting back to, was it season two when she's in the booth with that guy, whoever her producer yep. guy is. And she's like trying to oh hit the notes. God. And he's like, wonderful, fabulous. And of course she hasn't hit a single note the whole time. It's, and I've also just been in that position as a like former professional music director. Like. <laughs> It's really tough. And sometimes you just have to make a quick decision of, oh, they're they're never gonna get this. I have to or like I have to say that this part is good for morale so that I might be able to get this part later, you know. Right. It's, it's so funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's definitely Luann's dream of of being up there like in New York City performing, but yet having a fabulous voice all at the same time. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. It's so good. Well, how long did it take you to write all of that? Because like I said, I could tell the references go back you know when you're talking about Ramona and Sonia and Lou it's, they go and Bethany it goes all the way back to the beginning you know so was this was this a labor of love or did this just kind of come to you pretty quickly once you compiled your your back you know research um it was really like only a few months it was like I I got really excited this and this was a while back so this was like 2017 and it was basically like I don't, I don't really listen to music like, or, I mean, now I sometimes listen to podcasts, but I try to use any time that I'm like on my way to work or on my way back or whatever, just thinking about like ideas, like sort of like shower type ideas and thought, I feel like that's where I get most of my good ideas is when yes. my brain is sort of like half thinking, half not. Um, and so I just did that for like forever and the ideas kind of just kept coming. And I, I was also watching more and more housewives at the time. So I was like adding references, but then, um, the pandemic came, uh, and whoa, so hang on. My timeline can't be right. It was, well, okay. Maybe we'll, we'll edit all this out. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll but, make it uh, make sense. At some point. So maybe it was more than a few months, but I think I like, sent it to a few people and I got like zero response. I just like sent it to a couple like either producers or like Bravo people and just nothing. Um, and I also probably in retrospect didn't do a great job marketing myself. So I like, I put it away. I tucked it away for a long time. Um, and then the pandemic happened. That's what it was. Then the pandemic happened. Um, and then I started doing the Instagram. And then once we were coming out of it, I was like, you know, I do have this show that would be really fun to put up. Um, and so then what I did is I, had to go through and update all of the sort of references and stuff because a lot of material had happened since then. Um, and I had watched a lot more housewives, uh, you know, since then. And so yes. that's, that's where my list came in. And I also like public image of a lot of them kind of changed and, and my understanding of them evolved. So for instance, yes. Ramona definitely like, I had a very different impression of Ramona when I first wrote it in 2017. I thought, <laughs> I think mistakenly, because she really never was like this. I thought she was like the one that like, um, 
that no one really takes seriously, but she has a really good heart. And like, I think she does have that, but she's yeah. also just like, I don't know. I, I, I hope she doesn't unfiltered. hear this, but yeah, unfiltered. <laughs> yeah. That's a very charitable way to say it. She's like, she can be kind of an asshole. Um, right, and so right. I, I was like, oh, fuck, like this. Oh, excuse me. Uh, but this. Oh, uh, no. Trust okay, me. I, okay. Yeah, I got a truck driver mouth. Don't do that <laughs> But um, yeah, so I was like, fuck, this, this whole musical is like, she's like the hero. Like, that feels a little weird. So I had to take a pass and like ease on that a little bit. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm still pretty ruthless to Carol just because I'm not, I'm not a big Carol fan myself. I just have a lot of, she's honestly probably my, my number one like housewife that I, that I have an issue with, let's say. I agree. <laughs> I thought I was going to love the whole dynamic of bringing a princess on with Luann the Countess. And, you know, she had this journalism background and she bugged me at like every turn. Really? Yeah. And yes. I heard that she was like kind of, um, I mean, my husband always says, oh, well, but she was a breath of fresh air on her first season. And I said, okay, fine. But like, because I, I, again, I didn't watch it live, so I can only... I can I I'm I see her in a biased way now um, right. because I watched the seasons out of order. But but yeah, I I understand that that like it, it could have been cool and like and it was cool in a way. And I, I don't even think she was bad for the show. I think she's good for the show. Yes. But um, she just really kind of irks me. I I don't like how the whole uh, Aviva conflict about the Ghostwriter thing went. I like yeah. Aviva then sort of let me down too. But I was me like too. very team Aviva on that and. Uh, <laughs> But then she's also, they, you know, they're all crazy, but. No, I thought the same. And I feel like my opinion of Carol was boosted a little bit because Bethany befriended her. Because, you know, yeah, I was yeah. definitely team Bethany back in the 2008, 2009, 2010, before she left and did her own show. I was way, you know, the Jill Bethany, I was totally team Bethany on the whole thing. Mm -hmm. I was shocked at what Jill was doing. Yeah. And so when she came, I was a huge stan of Skinny Girl. I bought, you know, the Skinny Girl body scrubs and <laughs> all the Skinny Girl margarita. Skinny Girl ham? Yeah. <laughs> skinny Girl lunch meat. I didn't actually go that far. But I mean, I bought Skinny Girl popcorn. I bought all of her books. You know, I was a huge Bethany fan. I'm. It's waning a little bit these days, but, yeah. you know, I think things are, the tides are turning a little bit. And actually seeing her on her own show, if you ever have time, if you haven't, the Bethany Ever After, Bethany getting married. Oh, yeah. That, I haven't. Yeah, yeah, I have to say it was a different side of Bethany. I, I think it's kind of controversial that I say this and I'm always, should I say it? But I know her <laughs> her husband, her ex-husband, it sounds like he really went off the rails and was a psychopath. But watching that show, she was not very nice to him. Like it yeah. was, it was really interesting to watch. Her difficult side definitely showed a lot more. Um, you know, it still didn't make me think that Jill, you know, and all of her kind of backstage producing of the show, right, and right, right. Bethany, I, you know, that that was inexcusable. But yeah, it's it's fascinating. So if you have time, go back and watch those. I yeah, I definitely have to check it out. I it, it feels we've all felt this as diehard Bravo fans overwhelming sometimes about how much there is out there. And like, yeah. I, I'm trying to watch all of Beverly Hills to write a Beverly Hills musical, but oh, I'm, I still cannot, I like, it's, it's amazing, but I feel like it's like, I'm still in season two. Like I'm almost yes. done, but, um, but yes, definitely, definitely curious about that. I'd even watch some of her 
more kind of bad failed spinoffs just because I'm so curious. But um, yes. yeah, there's, it's never ending. There's so much. There's so much. I, and then they keep coming out with more. And it's yeah. just, I know, I was I was going back through and seeing what was kind of coming up through the ranks at 08, 09 at Bravo. And because I got into it with behind the uh, inside the actor's studio with James Lipton and then Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, the the original Queer Eye came out and that really got me into it. Like I watched that show regularly. It got me tuned on. I had never really heard of Bravo. And then OC, I kind of watched a little bit of OC, you know, uh -huh. probably I shouldn't say a little bit. I watched a lot of it, but I wasn't sucked in. And then when Roni came on the scene it just like it sucked me in. Then you've got New Jersey, Atlanta, Tabitha's Salon Takeover hit, um, flipping out with Jeff Lewis, the Rachel Zoe project. It was like, I mean, if you go back to I, to me, I'm like, that is penultimate. Like bravo. the Renaissance. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I was like, we need a Bravo Renaissance. Yeah. So, yeah. so bring it, bring it back. But it's so yeah, it's good. I love the idea of a, a Beverly Hills Housewife musical. That's amazing. it is harder just because it's so much like darker and kind of slower. But yes. I feel like if I if I watch all of it, I'm bound to be able to whip something together. <laughs> totally. You stole my goddamn house. <laughs> exactly. That's got to be a song or something. Yeah, exactly. Well, did you have, when you were writing Roni the musical, did you have a favorite housewife who was the most fun to write? Or was it all just, was it all pretty much just fun and games or? Oh, I'm sorry. I got to say Ramona. It's just, yeah. if you look at my list uh, and like, I really, I really think she's a horrible human being, but if you just <laughs> go by number of references yes. there's no comparison she like she she has twice as much as everyone else um she does she, i would say her and then like just bethany also just has these amazing 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 lines and it's just it was she has it's not too much of a spoiler for anybody who hopefully might go see the show in, in february but um her sort of i want song is about not being able to sort of control her tongue and like uh, it basically I try to pack in as many things as she has said as possible like derogatory things towards other castmates and sort of like yes. a rapid fire that bam 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 that was that was super fun to write yeah yes and we should say I mean I'll trust me I'm going to be plugging this throughout but you've got shows in February of Roni the Musical coming up at the Green Room in Midtown Manhattan so like I said, run, don't walk. It's if you are a Bravo fan and you watch Roni, it is guaranteed a good time. Cause like he said, these, these, these songs are so good because Bethany was, we, it, she was like, un, I've never seen anything like that on TV because love her or hate her. She is so quick witted yeah. and so she can deliver a one-liner. I always think that Jill was a little jealous of the attention that she got right. with yeah. the Bethany one-liners. Cause when the tides start to start to kind of turn between the Jill and Bethany relationship, I always said Jill missed the mark season three in, in a lot of ways. But one of them was she tries to deliver one liner. She she kind of thought, oh, you know what? Bethany's going off and doing her own show. Let's not film with her. Let's kick her out. Right. And I'll take over and I'll be the one liner. But Jill that missed sure the mark. Backfired, yeah. <laughs> it did because I think she thought the whole thing of the one-liners was just saying something rude, as yep. opposed to it, you know what I mean. It's like her one-liners are just so bitchy and so rude, as opposed to funny and thoughtful and witty. Where was which you know where Bethany was coming from? And sure, sometimes they're rude, but they're hilarious. And where she's Jill's not even just, thinking about it. It's just yes. she literally cannot keep her, herself from saying that. Yeah. Yes. 
yes, it's just natural. It was, it's so good. I even, I actually kind of like it because sometimes they're so insane, but um, Dorinda does that too, where it's like, yes. okay, so you're trying to make a quotable moment in this confessional here, but, um, but then it like goes so far in that direction that it almost like loops around to being really funny. So yes, <laughs> but I think you're well, right I about Jill. It, it was, it's it's where I just started to get, because I loved the Jill Bethany relationship season one, season two. They were, you know, I you can tell, I always feel like it's part of the downfall of Housewives of where they started overproducing them. Mm. They were the original, They call, you'll hear them call like Lucy and Ethel and Frick and Frack and all of those kind of names where they're, they're casting people in that role. And I think Jill and Bethany were the original Lucy, Lucy and Ethel without trying to be that yeah and yeah. so i loved it so much and then when jill just the narcissism started to show like i love jill she's great tv i would love to see her come back mm -hmm. but she does have an edge of narcissism and if you've ever seen the episodes with her mom you realize where this all stems from oh i can't even remember i i actually oh. cannot remember. is that season one or okay so there's two episodes that i think are the most perfect to watch to get a sense of gloria jill's mom the literally the biggest narcissist i've ever met in my life so the first one i think it okay it's either they're in the hamptons so it's the beginning and i think it might be it's either season one or season two. It's one of the first couple of episodes because, you know, Rona used to start off at the end of summer around Labor Day in the Hamptons and right. then show them all migrating back into the city and fashion week and all of that. Yeah. So they are they're at Jill's house with Bobby in the Hamptons and Jill, you know, it. I think it was I think it's season two because Bethany has broken up with mm. um, Jason number one. Okay. And there's a whole scene where like Gloria gives her advice, you know, and that whole thing. But she, Bobby and Jill show up. I mean, Bobby and Jill have about six different rental cars for Gloria <laughs> to choose from. It's like an SUV. A I remember this now. Oh, yep. <laughs> and she doesn't like a single one of them. And they have to go back and get oh a seventh car because none of them are good, right? Nothing's good enough. She complains about everything incessantly. That is yeah. a great episode just to get a hint of like who Jill is and how she grew up. And the other one is the episode that we just rewatched and did uh, the last episode on, I think it's fashion and fighting where Jill, and I don't know if you remember, but her, she, Jill, her mom and her sister came out with the book secrets of a Jewish mother. Okay. Yeah. And it shows them shooting the cover and her mom Literally, there's a scene of her just sitting there going, not happy. I remember that. Yep. Oh, <laughs> it is. I just was Poor like, Jill. I, I know. It's like, it gave me, it made me feel a little bad for Jill, but also it was like the apple didn't fall, fall very far from the tree in many yeah. ways of like, so I just felt like it gave you a good background of who Jill was because it, it was sad to watch their demise. It was one of the, I felt like it was one of the first housewives relationships that was authentic that we yeah. were watching disintegrate in live time versus you know now i just uh, i i don't like what they're doing now of just constant fighting and your whole thing is trying to find something to pick you know with somebody yeah, and yeah it was just it was it was kind of sad to watch but also of course i couldn't take my eyes off the screen so uh it was it was good but um, speaking of all the ladies, so who has been, I think you said some of the housewives have been pretty supportive of of you and your and your work and maybe even Andy. Like who's who's reached out, who's been really supportive and nice and or maybe not nice? <laughs> yeah, no, everyone's been really awesome. I mean, I might I, I sometimes maybe don't tag if it's not the most flattering song yes. that I've written and put yes, up. But, um, 
but uh leah by far has been the most like she because i i was doing her first season um that was when i was really doing them every week um the new the songs for every new episode and right. she was just an absolute riot she was just so like fun about it she was so supportive and I, I felt like I could say anything and like tease her about anything and she would just be so down for it. So she, she was, she was wonderful and we yeah. still have messaged um, a little bit since then. And um, she's going to try to make it to the February show. We'll see. Uh, oh, that's yeah. She to, seems but. like she has a good, cause I actually do describe her as a breath of fresh air, her first season and yeah, yeah. man, how the tables turned and for yeah. her in season two, but I really enjoyed her coming on. I think she kind of, I don't know. There, there's a lot of things that I think went into the fans kind of turning on her and also just bad timing with the pandemic and all of that. Um, but yeah, I, I could see her being cool about just having fun and not taking herself too totally, seriously. Totally, totally, totally doesn't take herself too seriously. She's been really nice. Um, yeah, Andy's been really fun and nice. Um, they I'm actually, glad to hear that. Yeah, yeah. He he asked me to write a song, a Tony-style opening number to BravoCon, um, but it was the year that it got uh, canceled. Oh. Yeah, so that was a real bummer. Um, and then they ended up doing the um, uh, like medley of just Housewives songs, which honestly was amazing and hilarious and required probably a lot less work on everybody's part. So I, right. I understand the decision there. But no, he's been so great. Um, I, I'm trying to think who else. Um, Heather's been really great from Salt Lake City. Yes. Um, uh, I've gotten Dorinda's reposted videos. Sonia, wow. Sonia has done it. Um, but Sonia's tricky because sometimes I don't know like what is going on because she just she constantly tags me in Instagram posts. But it's just I think it's just so that I might repost it because it has nothing to do with me. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's basically <laughs> spamming me just nonstop. But she's a total <laughs> sweetheart. She and she she leaves comment like she's. She's very, I just like, what, basically the long story short is like the, the Sonia you see on the screen is real. It's, that's her. Yes, uh, I feel the same. I had the pleasure of meeting Sonia in San Francisco. Oh my gosh. And she was the sweetest, like you're, she's so endearing and it's like you love her for her, her like victories and you love her for her failures all the same. And yeah. I find myself always rooting for her even when she's not making the best decisions or oh, definitely. on the right track. She really she was has that ball. root for her quality. You're totally right. Yeah. I feel like I could kind of endlessly root for her because she always had different projects. Like there was always something to kind of hold on to there. And like they, they, even if she wasn't the best at executing them, they always did feel real or at least yes. you could tell she felt that they were real. Right. So, yeah. So I definitely, uh, we were talking before about their spinoff, Lou, Lou and um, Sonia, and they, yes. that's just going to be amazing. Lou also has been really wonderful, even though has I make she fun been? of her a lot. I, um, she, uh, the first one I ever did was a song for Luann for the premiere of season 12, 13, I can't remember, but um, no, maybe it was 11, whatever. I, I, I'm so bad with the numbers, but it's when she uh, is finally done with, um, uh, her probation is that right? Oh um, yes. And she and Sonia leave the courthouse. It's the one where Sonia like bites the sandwich when they're hugging. Uh, right. At that, at that moment. <laughs> that is that such a great yeah. moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
But Lou immediately, even though it was like making fun of how Lou was like making everything about her, um, she reposted it and was like, I love this. And uh, and I did a live with an Instagram live with uh, one of the Roni producers a while back and she was on it and she was commenting. She was so just sweet. She was like, oh, people from Harvard watch our show. Uh, right. Just I th- So she like has this side of her that like is really funny and like almost humble yet you know i don't know but then she's also the lou that we love from the show so they've all been really great i think honestly um the only people that i haven't really gotten good stuff from are ramona um but it's it's just been nothing it's probably because i never tag her Um, right right um i don't i don't think anybody else bad um I haven't heard from Jill at all, but her daughter, um, uh, what is her name? Allie. Allie has been yeah. commenting on um, my TikToks because I just, I finally got a TikTok at Roni Musical if you want to check it out. But, um, yeah. Oh, but please. It, it's, mean, it's so just, good, yeah. you guys. Check it out. Yes. <laughs> but um, she seems to be into it. I'm like conflicted about whether I want her to see the show or not just because I tease her mom a little bit. Like, I just don't, I can't imagine. She's probably used to everything by now. Right. Uh, She grew up in the show. So, but no, anyway. I feel Jill's been, she's been supportive of, of us on TikTok too. And was, oh, and, good. Yeah. Yeah. And was sweet. So I, I feel the same. And I, then I, Allie, her daughter started her own TikTok page. So I've been kind of check, checking in with her and she looks great. I have to say it just rent, you know, side thought. She looks fantastic. Oh like, yeah. I remember little Allie season one where Jill's sending her to fat camp and the arthritis oh and all gosh, of that. That's and right. I was like, wow, Allie had a glow up. She looks fantastic. It seems like she's, yeah, come out on, you know, okay. As far as all these, um, tra- like I worry about, um, Teresa's daughter, Oh. Um, Gia is that the older one the older one's Gia yeah yeah, yeah. she just seems like I don't know I I, I shouldn't like go after the kids but they're, no, they're I always, adults, I always I feel know. bad too when I say <laughs> stuff about the kids but I also watched New Jersey New Jersey from the get-go and I will say I mean I always blame the parents and not the kids absolutely you know but I mean at some point you do become an adult and have to take responsibility right, 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 for your exactly. own behavior but I just remember watching that and it always was amazing to me that people like Melania, that little, I, again, I'm going to say brat and probably people are going to hate on me for going after a kid, but I just was shocked that people found it funny. Yeah. I found their lack of discipline and their disrespectful behavior. It was like uncomfortable to watch. To watch. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I was like, I want to be like sucked into entertainment and enjoying myself. And I just, there was nothing about that that I liked. It was almost infuriating. Like, oh, come on. Like, yeah, I agree. You know? So yeah, I, I agree with you, but like Allie and Avery, Ramona's daughter and, you know, all of the kids, even Luann's kids, you know, they were, there was, I'm I'm sure they were, they weren't quite part of the show yet. They were more of an accessory, Mm -hmm. but they were fun to watch the little bits and pieces because you got to see the housewives being moms too and all of their Yeah, and they seem to actually like love each other and like that's always nice to see. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that Luann's been supportive because I feel like season one or two Luann would have been like, darling, how dare you, right? And then you see this like this progression of Luann over the last, you know, 13, 14 seasons to where she's actually, like you said, there's a hint of humbleness, even though she's still the Lou that we know and love. Yeah. Like, like she is the star, you know, like it, it's all okay. Like this is all in good fun. And she, um, you know, she, uh, you have to have a good sense of humor. Right. And I think she's also been through some stuff. Yes. You know, why, 
you know, I, I think she really has a good heart. Um, so, yeah. And, and you know, th that's the one thing I noticed all the ladies said like Ramona and Bethany and like seasons one and two and three, when they were kind of going off on her for like, when we go out with you, Lou, you're really cool and awesome. We love that person. And then the cameras go up and you're like countess and manners and etiquette. Oh, and yeah. I feel like they were kind of hitting that point too of, you know, you really are a cool lady. Like, why are you putting on this whole facade of, you know, my life is perfect and darling, I would never eat dinner with a salad fork, you know, that whole thing. Which as hilarious as it was, like it is, if I had to pick one, would definitely rather the fun Luann. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes, me too. And it was, but it kind of made the show fun to hear them kind of calling each other out, right? For the hypocrisy oh, yeah. of like yeah. what we don't see versus what we're being shown. Yep. I, lo I loved that piece too. And then um, you were also talking about, you wrote the, was it the 200th episode for Watch What Happens Live, the 200th of, um, was it Watch What Happens Live's 200th episode? It was Roni's 200th episode. Um, and they did like a commemoration of it on Watch What Happens. Um, and it was, yeah, it was this like crazy last minute thing. I got a random DM on Instagram asking um, if I could write something. And they were just basically like, like whatever you want like can you like anything you can do under a minute and so i got as many of my friends as i could to um record because this was during the height of covid um record little like uh their parts as all the different women that i could fit um and they basically just yeah they sang a song i tried to pack in a bunch of references it's funny because at this point I, i've now definitely repeated references but people people don't seem to mind uh, i've like <laughs> lot multiple instances of talking about jelly beans and throwing legs and stuff like that but um yeah it was really great um they they aired it um i it obviously was nice exposure for me um yeah and yeah and it was just cool to see andy say my name like i totally geeked that was definitely like a life highlight for me yes uh, yeah yes. it was really great i so also i have to say i just found out today that i <laughs> i think i'm allowed to say this but um, i'm gonna be bartending soon are you going to be behind the bar I'm on an episode be behind of the bar. Yep. Me and Sonia, Brooke Sweeney, the girl who plays Sonia in the show, we're going to be behind yes. the bar. Yep. So that really is excited. amazing, Dylan. I, I am going to record that episode and totally fangirl out. Oh that is gosh. amazing. Once I find out what episode it is, I'll tell you. But yeah, Please theoretically, that should happen. be informed on that. Yes. That is such great. That's such great exposure. And you're, it's again, like you're hitting the right audience there. Like, if I didn't know about it before and someone said this is they're, they're doing Roni the musical, I'd be like, what? I'd be immediately oh, on Google. Yeah, like, what yeah. is this? It's just, it's <gasps> nice to know that they, cause I also was, once I actually started doing the live show, I was like, I hope Bravo is okay with this. But the truth is it's just more, you know, business for them. It's, it gets more people watching and talking about yeah. the show. So there's no such no, thing as nice. bad press. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. That is so exciting. You know, I, I had it, I think Randy, uh, Randy, Andy read one of my questions on watch what happens oh like years ago. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like 2010 maybe. And I had one of those moments like where he read my name and my question and I totally fanned out. It was. Now, do they tell you you're going to do it or were you just watching live and you didn't know either way? I was just did... watching live. Oh yes. my God. That, yes. must have, you mu that must have been surreal. It was amazing. I have it on tape somewhere because this was back in the days. I don't know if you remember TiVo, like before oh, DVRs. Oh, of course, hit. yeah. I think my so, parents still use it. 
Do they? It was, I will say it was a hell of a product. And so I had Andy Cohen and Watch What Happens Live set as like anytime something would, you know, come on, it would record. Yeah. So it was recording in the background, which I was so excited about. Cause yeah, same thing. I was like, Andy, thanks. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. It was so good. That was, that was like a, like a total like kitsch moment for me. It no, was, I, was, I would, I would have died. I still haven't done it because I'm always afraid I won't be able to think of like a smart question to ask, but yeah. <laughs> one day, one day, I, one day. Well, Hey, now you're going to be a bartender. You don't have to ask any questions. Yeah, that's you right. Just, I just have yeah. to smile and wave. And <laughs> exactly. Promote the show. Everyone's going to love mm -hmm. it. Oh my gosh. It's yeah. It, that's, that's a, that was, that's a moment. That's a moment for sure. Congrats. That's exciting. Thanks. I'm excited. You heard it here first, everybody. You heard it here first. Yeah. Breaking. Yeah. yeah exactly. This guy that no one's heard of is going to be a bartender. No, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. That, but it's like you said with the ladies, they'll be like, I remember back when Dylan was a bartender pushing around uh, the musical. <laughs> well. Maybe someday. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, and hopefully Andy will will listen to us because I know you and I were talking about kind of the show then versus now and, you know, just what what they're doing. You know, obviously, I'm sure most Roni fans know they're splitting Roni or I don't really I'm I'm wondering if they're going to actually make Roni legacy because they're supposed to be doing Roni with that whole new cast that they introduced at BravoCon, mm -hmm. which and I I don't know, people may hate me for saying this, but I really had a like, I don't care moment. Mm. Like I was really pissed about the whole thing. I felt like if you want all these women and like this whole thing, like make another show, you know, like come up with something like Ladies in Manhattan or, you know, like an Emily in Paris or what, like do something mm, else. But I just felt like there's something about what Roni is and that the way that they're able to have the cast and kind of shift in new people, old people leave, and there's this rotating door where it just, it melds naturally as opposed to this abrupt, like you don't know or care about any of these ladies, but come watch and care about them. There was just something about mm -hmm. that. You know, I was going and thinking about how all of, like even Sonia, right? Because a lot of people don't realize that Sonia gets introduced in season three. Like right. I, re I remember season three watching it because all of a sudden, you know, you can tell when they're highlighting somebody and Sonia came on as like a friend of Luann. I think at this time they knew that uh, Bethany's leaving and doing her own show. She's pregnant the whole nine yards, right? Yeah. And I felt like you could tell. I, I remember watching this show live going, why are they giving this gal like so much, you know, they're they're interviewing her about who she is. And, uh -huh. You know, then the next episode, boom, she has an, an apple and she's, you know, in the opening credits. Right, um, right, right. But it was such an easy transition because, you know, she didn't know everybody, right? Just like Alex didn't know everybody when she came on, that really anybody when she came on the show. But it just made this thing of Bethany kind of leaving, Sonia coming in, but there's still the people you love. And it just, I like that version better than, you know what? Like everybody gone, you don't care about any of these people, but we're asking you to care and watch the show. I don't know. How do you feel about the split? Are you, you're probably more forgiving than I am. I'm honestly like, I'm definitely on the other side. And I, I only say it in case it like makes you more hopeful or optimistic about it. Because first of all, it's like twice as much content. So I'm, I just am happy that I don't like it, it, I, I definitely think that like fans are divided about whether um, about what they want, and so it seems like Bravo kind of just was like, well, why not both? Like, uh, right. So I, I'm I'm happy about that side of it. I um I kind of I think I'm slightly less like precious about 
like which is which in terms of like which is the spinoff and which is like the thing Roni. Right. Um, which is just that's just that that's just I guess a, a matter of opinion. It doesn't really you can't really argue one way or the other. But, I agree. Um, I think the as far as like folding in new people, I sort of feel like they like they tried that and it wasn't really working. Like it's hard because obviously there was a lot of reasons that this past season of Roni like wasn't great, including but not limited to COVID. Yes. Um, and like, yeah, the casting, you could argue that they could have like weaved in new cast members in a different way. But yeah, I, I think what they f like found is that like, they're a very specific side of New York, like read, like, like white women, like was shown in the early days of Roni. And right. I think it does make sense to like, you know, you have like Atlanta, which is almost all black cast. Like you have Potomac, which is all like to New York should not be all white. It just, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. And obviously something is wrong there. If it is a fully, like, it, it's just a, it's not statistically, it doesn't make sense. And so I think they're trying to correct. Um, and I think because of just the way that people are naturally like socially, I shouldn't say naturally, but the way people are socially segregated, you know, historically, um, like I don't think the weaving in new friends will work because the friend, like I don't think Luann, Ramona, et cetera, I don't think they have friends that aren't exactly their same background. I don't think they have enough. And I think what we saw with like Ebony and, you know, Bershawn, like those weren't authentic friendships. And so it ended up just being really like weird, stilted conversations about race, which I don't think anybody, anybody. Yeah, that's enjoyed. not entertainment. Yeah, right, exactly. So I think I also love whenever there's a new city. So like, I loved the first season of um, Salt Lake. I actually yes. really liked Dubai, even though I think that's sort of an unpopular opinion. Right, so, like, right. I'm always like down for the new stuff. So I feel like it's almost like we're getting a brand new city. So I, it, without losing, you know, the legacy members. So like, I view it as like a, a new city. Like it's, it's not that different from when Roni started. I just hope that they can also do a slightly better job of like making sure that the cast has organic real relationships with each other and yes. um, and making sure that we have interesting like businesses to watch and like some like amount of delusion is always really fun and important I think and wackiness yes, and um, and so I I've heard some good things about the new group um but yeah but we'll see um so I think overall yeah that was a really long rambly way of saying like no I love slightly it. more optimistic about it and that bottom line is there's going to be a lot more content and it they could I think they could surprise us I hope they do because I think what's going to save it for me because I've really been on Bravo and the production companies about kind of the the then versus now you know I was I think we were talking about I have a couple of episodes ago in season three when I was re-watching it I couldn't believe the episode wasn't over at each point they were packing I know I know so much fun stuff yeah and especially I, like scary island yeah yeah oh god we'll get into scary island in a second it's so good but it was just I said we were the whole premise of the show was interesting yet a little bit off their rocker right like kind of the like you said that little bit of crazy side to you women who also were doing interesting things and I think New York City is a character in and of itself and it makes it really 
fun and interesting to be in that city specifically. Mm -hmm. But we were watching women doing interesting things. And then some of them were had these authentic relationships where especially in New York City, there's things like Fashion Week and a lot of these events where these women were naturally all going to be at. And so there would be interactions and they kind of knew each other, some better than others, some more acquaintances than friends. But it was this natural interaction versus what they've done to the show now. And I really think they're missing the mark. And I think it's going to end the whole Housewives franchise if they don't catch this thing. But all they're doing now is forcing all of the, the women in a room at a party right, on a trip right. and, and then they're forced to, yeah. yes and then saying now fight fight even if it's not even an authentic fight right just find something to fight about pick on this person say something rude and I, you know I, I think i was telling you it was like when i was watching beverly hills and diana jenkins lover or hater has the christmas party and i know it's the tail end of covid but at this point things were open and the only people at the christmas party are the housewives and maybe a couple of friends yeah. and i was like that's just not you know i was watching what what party was it i think it was the angaro event that luann was hosting when they used to do fashion night out at, uh-huh. during fashion week and it's like you know there's hundreds and hundreds of people totally, and they totally. kind of have to segregate the women you know off to the side to have a conversation so you can even hear but it, it there's things happening and it makes them act a different way. And I just, I really hope if they're, I think if Roni legacy or Roni, you know, the, the new version of Roni, if they can really start following these women and making them open up about their lives, it's kind of what I started hating about Beverly Hills too, with, I could tell oh, Lisa Rinna and Erica yeah. Jane, and they were basically only bringing a storyline that they had produced and were comfortable showing mm-hmm. to the show, as opposed to us following the women in their lives. They were bringing a storyline to the producers and like, this is what I'm talking about this year. And it just, it doesn't come off as authentic because it's not. So yep, yep. I, I think totally Roni agree. might catch me, you know, they might catch me by surprise and, and find my, I might find myself watching if they actually follow these women doing interesting things and not kind of what it's devolved into. So, and we'll I'm not see. sure if maybe it's like a cost thing. Like I bet they're trying to keep costs down as much as possible and like, okay, we can get this one party and we really need to have a lot of iconic moments. We need people throwing glasses. Like I, I bet it's some of that, but really if they can just, I would so much rather a slow burn, you know what yes. I mean? Like with like, uh, yeah, I would, I would rather have the fights, even if they're about something really petty, uh, be real. And like, I can tell like a character is actually like really pissed off at someone for like, uh, you know, some reason it's like more understated. I just think that's so much more interesting. I think we're definitely on the same page there. I just, yeah, I, I also worry about that just um, in terms of, the factory the machine of bravo do they have the resources or ability to um you know concentrate on making slower burns when like the economics of that might not check out like if they can't get enough new people watch like if if ratings get higher when people throw a glass like i don't i understand why they want to do the um the quick solution of having someone throw a glass you know what i mean right yes just it's it is it, it was so, such a different landscape, I think, earlier. Yeah. Um, so yeah. it's like a short term fix for a long term problem. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, it, and it could totally ruin the, the, the show and the yes. whole franchise. Yeah. 
Well, and even the the last episode, I was talking about how um, there was a Perez Hilton party that Kelly Ben Simone gets invited to, and she's meeting Jill there, and she invites Ramona at the last second. They're at a Fashion Week fashion show, and I said, I just love this moment because nowadays it's just that you can tell the women have like stylists, and they're getting hair and makeup done, and they're fully produced for every uh -huh. scene. Whereas, like, here comes Jill. She shows up for the party, and she's in like a sequin cocktail dress. <laughs> yeah. You know, and and you know, the, she's clearly probably done her own hair and makeup, maybe not because she was a little more foo foo. But then you've got Kelly, who's like, you know, really pushing the I'm cool, I'm like a downtown chick, where she's got like a mini skirt and a tank top on. And then Ramona, who's just coming fresh off of this fashion show from Fashion Week, has like a really kind of like business casual something you'd like go to a yes. business luncheon outfit and I said none of them look like they're going to the same party and it just yep. <laughs> and yet I think that it was so appealing because it does it is authentic as opposed to they're all showing up in ball gowns you know with yeah, full yeah. hair and makeup it's like and they're dressing to be filmed for Roni yes. which like we shouldn't we shouldn't be thinking about that we, right yeah. as opposed to us just being like the voyeurism piece of it like we're yes. a, you know a fly on the wall That's right. watching yep. them kind of navigate through life and I, I was like oh we need to go back to that like you know if these women it's you know like when Dorit I'm sure this drives her crazy but there was an episode was it last season or the season before where she shows up to the to was it Teddy's event like the all in event like two <laughs> hours late because she yeah, was so yeah. busy getting her glam done right. and it's like you know it's not only is that just annoying but it's two hours of filming that could have something yeah could have happened no, that's something, true that's you true. know and it's the just, only upside of that being that it created actual like conflict yes, and frustration drama in and of itself show. yeah yeah but yes you're totally right they yes. they are the worst offenders of that the for sure. worst really yeah yeah I, I think Bethany has commented on that too like you can tell we were all doing our own makeup we didn't have stylists like we were wearing what was in our closet yeah because we were just going through our lives you know just which was the, the most interesting part of it now it's like oh, it's a produced tv show you know and it's yeah. one that's just meant for them to yell at each other to boot so i don't know we'll we'll, we'll see what happens but i still yeah, i we'll still see. i still love it you know i find myself i watch every season i watch all the new stuff but uh -huh. you know as i go back and re-watching seasons one through three has been so fun because kind of as, as you touched on scary island and that slow burn it's like we had that slow burn of jill and bethany in season three where it was like you're not quite sure why they it was a little petty why jill was angry right it's like you know the whole get a hobby email or what a voicemail but it's so real it's like it actually is relatable to conflicts that we the public have with people yes. like you know it's maybe a little bit heightened but it's like yeah if someone told me to get a hobby like i i would be really yeah, like, devastated <laughs> and, and and maybe i've said something like that to somebody else it's like it's that's the level that i believe and like yeah i find that so much more compelling for sure yes well and scary island i feel like they were that was the first two where they they actually were able to get multiple episodes i, I think it kind of i always say like roni really did set the tone for everything like they they walked so new jersey and atlanta and you know beverly hills could run yeah and you know I, I always say they had the first reunion as we as we know and love it there's a lot of first lisa rinna shows up i just rewatched the episode at fashion and fighting she's at a fashion week 
um, runway show uh-huh. and she makes a little cameo before she's ever a housewife. I was like, oh, that's hilarious. Oh my gosh. It's I love so, little and, gems like that. Yeah. It's so good. And Kelly Ben Simone, of course, is like, what does Bethany say? Like, we all said she'd walk over broken glass to talk to a celebrity, and she is. It's, <laughs> it's a hilarious scene. Yeah. But, you know, I just said, and then it was. It was they there wasn't multiple episodes because it called for it because so much happened. And there's just bits and pieces of Scary Island. Like I love hearing them talk about it kind of now, like what was really going on and uh-huh. <laughs> Kelly getting escorted by a producer home. And Jill knew all of this. Like Bethany says, like Ramona and I got on the phone. She's like, even me, who's not talking to Jill, like we got on the phone and said, you need to meet your friend on the other side of the plane in New York City. Like she is having a nervous breakdown. Yep. And then so it, it, it adds a little bit of context as to why when Jill shows up, you know, and the hi, surprise. <laughs> Like that whole thing when and and she gets that cold reaction where I think it for the first time all of them are like you're doing this for the show like we just told you your friend is having a nervous breakdown you shit on this show the whole time I mean on this trip the whole time refused to come which yeah. I thought was also great because right you think about it today in today's terms of housewives they would have never let a Luann and Jill decide to not go on a trip right yeah you're so right yes but yet here it was so much more authentic and they look had at all agency of yeah yes they had agency that's perfect way to describe it because look at what that created it for the show by not by allowing jill to say i don't like you know you know what ramona your trip's gonna suck i'm not gonna come like f off and then Luann, of course, because at that point she was being Jill's lapdog, decide, they decide kind of to, it was them behind the scenes, like, let's ruin her trip and we won't go and give her the airtime of us. Yep. And knowing all of that, it's like, look what that created first off. It kind of created an, a, you know, an epic moment in, in Roni history. It was like two episodes of nonstop payoff, basically. Yes, it was. And also, I think I heard Bethany say something about when Kelly does the photo shoot on the beach with all of them. <laughs> and Bethany decides not to go. You know, she's like, these days they would have never allowed me to go. Yeah. Or to not go. go, Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, exactly. And it allows, (laughs) I just wish they'd they'd remember those, those times where it was like, look at what the payoff was for giving the ladies agency and not forcing these situations that are inauthentic and, you know, don't really ring true to the audience because the payoff was Scary Island. Yeah. It's so worth it. And you really, it's really good character development to see them living their lives like more authentically and over a longer period of time and like even if there's less like screaming and yelling like do you really start to you feel like you get to know them and yeah for sure and i mean scary island like where to even begin with that it's just i mean how do we even unpack those episodes (laughs) i just and the i mean the jelly bean comment is comes from scary island when bethany's like you just said you don't eat high fructose corn syrup like what do you think like jelly beans and gummy bears are don't grow from a tree or something yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's like gummy bears don't grow from like the tree they're not like on the vine uh, I use that line as our intro to our to the podcast. Um, oh my gosh! It's yeah, hilarious. I make a reference to jelly beans because <laughs> um, it's it's just you know, and she's standing there like eating the jelly beans with this crazed look in her eyes, and it's like what the, I really do. I wish I pray to God, like please let them 
show some of the clips that didn't air. I know. I think they should do like a scary island reunion. Have the ladies come back. That's such show a good the unseen idea. footage. Yeah, it's like come on, give us. You know, I know they can't go too far because part of it is Kelly like truly losing her mind. Like they don't know if it's the alcohol or what got to her. But they really should show some of the the uncut you know scenes and like let us know what really went on because. It was kind of a mystery and kind of not the way they played it out, even in the reunion that year. Well, either way, it was it was definitely real because you can't yes. make up that. I mean, like Al Sharp. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> that whole. I mean, the. Uh, I'm tempted to. I'm just gonna spoil it. I do touch on that in the show um, and the 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 musical. Um, and unlike most parts of the show, where I'm sort of like finagling a quote to make sense in a given context i literally just copied and pasted her monologue because it was perfect it was already perfect it was yes. the, the you're not a cook yourself like the, i it was just so uh, i i didn't have to change a word uh, yeah satchels of gold <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, you know, I've always had this thought of Kelly Ben Simone. Like, I don't know what is going on in her mind, but I've noticed because I've heard Bethany talk about the Satchels of Gold comment that it was something that they had talked about like months before. Really? Yeah. And and that Bethany had said something about Satchels of Gold, but it was like way out of context and months and months before. And I've, I've mentioned it many times in the podcast that Kelly, whatever is going on with her, like whatever her issue is and I can't pinpoint it, is that I can tell she seems to like hear people say things and yet doesn't know how to process them or, or yeah, doesn't even know yeah. what they mean, but she stores them in her mind and then they just come out <laughs> in, totally at a time right. where they're like not the right context. You're she totally doesn't know what right. it means, but she's just regurgitating what she's <laughs> heard. She's like, doing like a callback. Yeah, yeah, you're totally Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. And so it's, it's interesting. I feel like it was kind of a culmination of like the way that she processes information and like she was drinking and I, you know, the whole, I mean, you know, they really downplayed, but the season before before that, that whole thing about her getting arrested for beating up the boyfriend. Mm, I don't know about like, that. Yeah, in season two, you see them talk about, and Jill had kind of tried I to not remember this. Oh my god, I need to yeah. really rewatch. Yeah, rewatch season. It's the season two reunion, I think, is where they hit on it. Okay. Um, and you'll see in the beginning, in the beginning where I think Kelly announces of season three that she got the Playboy shoot okay. and she's being kind of weird about it. Like, I have something to tell you and Jill, like, it's all like very dramatic. And they, they do a quick cut to Luann's confessional and she says, please tell me you didn't get arrested again. Right. There's like, <laughs> there's real small little references to it, but they don't tell you a whole lot, but she basically like a, one of her like very short-term boyfriends like claimed that she kind of hit him and beat him up a little bit. And, you know, she claims that there was a different story. It was, it was all very hush hush. You didn't hear a whole lot about it. I think now knowing like Andy and the production company, it would have been a huge storyline. We would have known everything about uh -huh, it. Uh -huh. But I think back then they were worried about kind of keeping it quiet. So yeah, right. go back and watch it. It's interesting because it shows you she's a little unhinged. I already, even without the drinking and Bethany and Scary Island and, you know, I'm having nightmares that you try to kill me. <laughs> yeah, I, know, I love what I she know. says to Alex because she's tried to kill me so many times so before. Many and times Alex before. Is like, <laughs> yeah, and Alex is like, when has she tried to kill you? <laughs> and oddly, I love Alex and Scary Island because she 
I feel like there's so many scenes like her creepy husband and like the whole thing where they just come off as such, you know, social climbers and obnoxious and annoying. You kind of love to hate them. But in those scenes, I feel like she's the most mature and like level headed of the entire group. Like Kelly, like what? Is <laughs> it was when so funny she- to see them all sort of rise to the occasion of like, like Sonia becoming the voice of reason. Yeah. Even. Yeah. Yes. And she really was, I will say she, she let loose the seasons following, but she was definitely, I think a little bit on guard. She didn't know what to expect Mm -hmm. um, filming and was nervous about it because she was definitely a little bit more like, okay, ladies, you know, that's, Let's keep it together here. Uh-huh. We don't need to <laughs> let's not like lose our minds on a trip. I to think the- at one point, um I think at one point Kelly even is like, Sonia's on my side or something like that. And Sonia's like, no, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I love when she's like, she's like, just don't be mean to her. Like something is happening here. Like exactly. she's crazy yeah, and now we're nice. picking on her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's so good. It's so good. Oh my gosh. Well, let's see. So you watch all the other housewives. Yes, I have to get it. I have still not really watched OC just because I was so scarred by the most one of the one of the more recent seasons that I was watching while it aired. Um, But I do understand that the the early parts are really good. So I do have to go through and watch that. They uh-huh. are. They're not as good as early Roni, I think, but okay. they, they pick up the pace and kind of like they hit a peak too. Yeah, of, yeah. Of good stuff. I mean, like Tamara and her first husband and the like, you're a fucking asshole. I want a fucking divorce. Like it's pretty, it's pretty good. It's, yeah, yeah. They, no, it they sounds re- like there's a lot there. They reach, they reach a peak. Yeah, absolutely. It's good stuff. Well, hopefully, hopefully Bravo and Andy will hear our calls for <laughs> a good show. They'll do us proud with the new Roni. And I really hope Roni Legacy comes out and we we get a, a bunch of that. And yeah, I do know we have heard- like a timeline or anything? Do, uh, probably no. not, right? Yeah. So we'll no, see. No, and I figured the Luann Sonia spinoff has just been kind of announced. I haven't seen when it's coming out, but they're actually starting to talk about it, which makes me think it's going to happen. Right. Um, so I figured they've got to get through that. I'm assuming it's only going to be like six or eight episodes. I don't think it's going to be, you know, like a full season. No, you um, were. Did you go to BravoCon? I did not. But did you? I didn't. Okay. Because I, I, I think they like played something, but I, I keep meaning to look it up to see if there's some like uh, bootleg like version of the trailer or something like that for this Luann Sonia spinoff. But I I, that makes a lot of sense. Like you're saying, maybe they'll release that and get through it and maybe it won't be that long but and maybe by then roni because i think they finished i think i read that they finished filming the new uh roni proper um and that and then maybe legacy after that maybe right didn't they lose one of the roni the new roni cast members didn't she leave did i hear that right that's yeah that's what i heard my understanding is that she'll be edited out Oh, she's not even going to be in at all. I think that's right. I think they okay. I think they, they lost a good chunk, but I think apparently they've like done that before, and like they're they're able to do some impressive MacGyvering of footage. So, right. Yeah, but, right. Um, I, yeah, I think you're right. Which that's sort of mind blowing. But um, yeah, what's her name? Lizzie. Lizzie. I think you're right. right. I think it's Lizzie. I forget all the names of the ladies, but yeah. I was like, ooh, are they going to show her and show her exit, or is she just going to be erased from the face of the will, earth? I think erased from the face of the earth. That's my theory, anyway. 
Yeah. Oh, interesting. <laughs> well, they kind of did that in season three of Roni. They had that Jennifer Gilbert. I don't know if you remember. She was a party the party planner. planner. Yes, I do remember yes. her. Wait, and but so you, was that just because she was like not all that interesting or was there a scandal or something? No, I think it was just because she wasn't all that interesting or I, I, I don't think they knew at the time that the Jill Bethany thing was going to give him so much airtime yeah, yeah because you know you can see she has confessionals like they're recording with her yeah. you know talking about what happened and i think they were they were testing sonia they were testing her they were seeing who was going to be you know the, the new i sort of have positive memories of, i know her part was so small but i sort of like i smile kind of when i'm remembering her and like mm -hmm. it, di it didn't bother me at all like i don't mind having a sort of like smaller ancillary character um yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of I, I don't either. I always say she was one of the first friends of. Like, yeah, again, yeah, kind yeah. Of, yeah, I feel like Roni put a lot of things on the map and set the tone. And I'm like, that's like a first friend of move where yeah. she's not on the credit. She's not, you know, holding a diamond or an apple. But she was definitely giving some commentary that was helpful to yeah. kind of push the episode along. Sometimes you really look forward to them. I'm just thinking of, um, I don't know if you remember the trainer uh, from... Uh, uh, is his name Martin? Um, oh, Leah's trainer. Leah's trainer. Yeah, yes. is that his name? Yeah. <laughs> I think you're right. Yes, I just he remember loving those scenes. But of course, like it's not that we want more of him. It's just like right. it, It's fun to just check in with them every now and then. I agree. We want more of like maybe a scene for a couple minutes of Leah going and telling him what's going on as she's yes. boxing and getting <laughs> getting his like input on what's happening. You don't watch Miami, do you? Oh yes, I do. I I am a bit, and I, I hope that, I mean, it's okay if we disagree, but I really cannot stand Mari Soul. No, I, it, <laughs> okay. I love it. I love it. And um, and she, it's just, I keep on having to remind myself, she's a friend of, this is, this has, she has to be one of the uh, friend ups with the most airtime they've ever had in any city because she, you would never know she's a friend of. Yeah, and I've always I've always thought that that's a bit controversial because she's an OG Miami housewife before they took their huge break. Right, and I should say I haven't seen the earlier. I've only seen the last, like this one and the one before it. I think. Um, okay, but, but yeah, yes, I watched the the Miami the OG like the first was it the three episodes before they had that like seven year hiatus, uh -huh. and I haven't gone back and rewatched them. But she was a full on housewife, which I think is why she's getting this this kind of quasi housewife friend of status because i always think it's weird i'm like why don't you just give her the title you yeah know, I, yeah I, I don't i don't know why are they are they don't think it's you know maybe it's too much to have that many housewives or they're but... like punishing her for some reason or yeah right right but yeah i'm with you she's um she it's funny i feel like i've always liked her and alexia and their friendship and there's something this season that it's almost, I feel like they're, the Jill Zarin effect is happening to the two of absolutely. them. Absolutely. Well, I just thought it was absolutely like shameful how uh, Marisol treated Nicole. Yes. Um, it was just horrible. But then I, it was funny because on this, I might be an episode behind, but there was an episode recently where, and it was just a really quick moment, but Marisol went into a party um, and I think she was, she wasn't like the first one there, but um there was a guy who gave her like a uh, like a glass of champagne or something like that. 
And she just, she was like, oh, are you Cuban? And he was like, you know, and they just had this really cute like exchange. And I was like, wait, is Marisol like actually really nice? And she's just being like a total asshole, like when it comes time to actually film yes. these scenes. So I think that's possible too, but yeah, I'm not sure. I think it's kind of a negative effect of what they're pushing on the housewives where totally of like go into a room and fight with everybody. You better say something rude to someone. So you're a part of the story. Yeah. I think it just shows that's what starts to happen to the women because Marisol used to be fun. Like her and Alexia used to be fun together. Her mom, mama Elsa. Uh -huh. I, I, They've cut oh, back to her. Yeah. Holy cow. I mean, it, the whole, it was, it was fascinating to watch. I mean, they, it was way more fun and, I, I just think a lot of that stuff starts to happen because of what they're turning the show into. Cause I'm with you. Was it, was it last season when she sat at the table and was like, let's talk about who we trust. I don't trust you, Nicole, or whatever that whole thing. Yeah. Was. Let's play a game. Who do you trust the least? Yes. It, was in, it was absolutely insane. It was <laughs> insane. And I was like, what the. F Ugh. I, I was really, about. I was really mad about that, but I think you're right. I think it's because I think there are pushed to do that. I think, I think the producers, you know, they want to keep their jobs. So they're trying to, yeah, like make sure that they have some good moments in every episode. But really, right. like if you play the long con, like it's not even the long con. If you just play the long game, yes. like it's going to be so much richer and better. So I don't know. Yes. No, I agree. I agree. And I, I hope, like I said, bravo, Andy, hear our calls. Hear our cries. <laughs> Play the long uh, game. Like we want to. We, we don't only want to hate these women. We want to love them and know about yeah, what's going on yeah, in life. Help, course. help us out. Yes, absolutely. Well, Dylan, it has been an absolute pleasure. Oh my God, to likewise. You. I guess we have this to do it again. Amazing. Yeah. Well, well, sh give us a give us a plug for the February shows of Roni the Musical. Tell us, you know, when they are, what times, um, where we can find tickets and just generally where we can find and follow you and, and the show. Yeah. So um, the show's uh, February 18th at the Green Room 42 in New York City. Um, I think we're totally sold out for the 7 p.m., but we still have a lot of tickets for the 930 uh, left because we added a show. Um, and yeah, you can find me on instagram mainly that's uh at roni musical at r-h-o-n-y musical um and i just started tiktok too so that and that's the same at roni musical um i'm trying to think yeah in my like link in bio or whatever that's where you can get the uh, tickets and also I, I also link to this stupid game that i made i made like a little video game uh yes. roni themed um, that you can play <laughs> if you're really it. bored. Um, so good. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, nothing else. And like, uh, eventually, you might see me on your screen at home, but I don't know oh, when. I, so <laughs> I can't wait. Well, like I said, run, don't walk to this show. It is. It's brilliant and hilarious, which I think is like a double dose of brilliance because funny is not easy either. Um, so run, don't walk. Check it out at the green room, February 18th. And Dylan, thank you so much for being here. And hopefully thank we'll you. talk to you soon. Yeah, thank you. Okay, well, okay. bye-bye. Well, that is all for this very special episode of Deep Fix Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And join us next time when we break down Roni's Season 3, Episode 5, Hot Off the Press.
And you can find Deep Fix Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, and most other places you get your podcasts. And as always, please like and subscribe to us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok at Deep Fix Podcast. Until next time, see y'all then.